Okay, week 28, the fruit of the Spirit, and it is peace. It is peace. What were the first two? Do you remember, kids? Love and joy. That's right. Love, joy, now peace. Is peace optional for Christians? If you've noticed, I'm asking this on every fruit of the Spirit, just to highlight the fact that they are commands. The fruit of the Spirit is commanded. Galatians 5, 16, walk in the Spirit. And when we see the command like that, we never approach it as if we can obey it on our own power. No, the point is that we go to God, and for based on His power, based on His mercy, based on His work in our minds and hearts and life, we can have peace. What is peace? Peace is contentment and an inner sense of security and safety. Now, the word peace is used different ways in Scripture. We can have peace with God. That means when we come to Jesus... There's no longer hostility between us and God, right? Our sin against him and his judgment against us. But rather, in Jesus and through faith in Jesus, we have peace with God. That hostility is gone. But the fruit of the Spirit is peace experienced in our hearts. It's a peace that results from being at peace with God. It's contentment and an inner sense of security and safety. It's really the opposite of anxiety. It's the opposite of hostility and anger inside of ourselves, but rather it's being at peace, being at rest, being content, and having an inner sense of security and safety. Philippians 4, 6, and 7, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So you see, the opposite of peace is this being anxious about things. But he says, don't be anxious about anything, but rather go to God in prayer. And in going to God in prayer, we'll be able to move away from anxiety and move away from distress in our hearts. And God will give us peace and in giving us peace, it says he'll guard our hearts and he'll guard our minds against what? Against anxiety, against discontentment. So that's what peace is. We're talking about an inner sense of security and contentment. What encourages me toward peace? I have three encouragements here. Number one, since the peace of God is found in Christ, the way to grow in peace is to look to Christ. I guess that would be true about any spiritual blessing. And that would be true in any area of spiritual growth. We go to Jesus. He's the one who provides these things. He's the one who will help us grow in these things. John 14, 27. Jesus says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled Neither let them be afraid. A rich verse from a rich passage in Scripture, John 14, of Jesus encouraging the disciples before he goes to the cross. But I just want to highlight that peace is something that Jesus gives. The peace we're talking about is not something that money can give us. It's not something that prestige and popularity in the world can give us. It's not something that we can give ourselves. It's not something that any other person or group of people can give to us. The peace we're talking about in the heart is something only Jesus can give us. Number two, as peace fills our hearts more and more, we will be more and more thankful for what God has given us. 
I think that's a great encouragement toward pursuing peace and praying for peace because we all know in our heart of hearts that we need to be more thankful for what God has given us. We need, we need to be more mindful of what he's given us and express more gratitude. That will come as we have more and more peace and less and less anxiety in the world. Colossians 3.15 Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful. There's numerous Bible verses and Bible passages where the idea of having peace and giving thanks are connected and usually prayer is close by. Having peace and being thankful are connected. And if we're not aware of the good things God is doing and the good things God has given us, and if we're not expressing thanks, there's a really, really good chance that we do not have peace in our hearts. Number three, our victory over life's sufferings and sorrows has already been won. This is the reason of reasons. The ultimate reason why we can have peace is because spiritual victory is already ours. Victory over sufferings and victory over temptations and sorrows is already won. Even though we've not received yet the full inheritance, it's, the victory is already settled. John 16, I've said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I've overcome the world. There's three things in that verse. It's such a little verse, but that would make an outline for a Good sermon. First of all, Jesus desire that in him or his promise, really in him, they'll have peace. But then immediately he says, you will have tribulation, which means extreme trial. So having peace in Christ does not mean our lives are free from trial. We experience trial. We experience tribulation. But in the midst of it, in Christ, we can have peace. And then he says, take heart. I've overcome the world. So the victory is in Christ. And what he's already accomplished for us. And that's the third fruit of the Spirit. Peace. And I encourage you daily as you pray for love and as you pray for joy, pray for peace.